Hi, it's Jerry Seller of the Punk Living Journal. Welcome. Today I'm going to be talking about the global climate strike which is taking place right now from today, which is Friday the 20th of September, until the 27th of September, coinciding and running concurrent with the UN Climate Summit which is taking place in New York at this moment in time. And after I have spoken a little bit on the podcast you'll hear some interviews with a few of those who are taking part in the protest here in my hometown of rugby, including the person who organised it all, although she says all she did was create an event on Facebook. We had about 100, 150 people at the protest today, and it was absolutely fantastic. So look forward to that, and let's dive straight in. Today's a very big day in more ways than one. For a start, the UN are holding a whole week of meetings about climate change. Another Congress, another set of talks. And Greta Thunberg has already addressed Congress and told them in no uncertain terms that we don't just want talk, we want action. We need action. And she's told them that they should listen to the scientists who have got all the facts about the way climate change is unfolding. And also, there is the start of the global climate strike which starts today and which will run concurrent with the UN talks. So, today is Friday the 20th of September 2019 and this will go all the way through until the 27th of September. Absolutely fantastic and I've just passed a huge group of people must be at least a hundred school kids as well as adults who are standing outside our local town hall, outside our local park as well, with placards and everything. And they are fully engaged in raising awareness about climate change. They're taking part in the global climate strike. And I noticed early this morning that uh, is it Vanuatu, the island of Vanuatu, as well as Sydney, Australia, they'd already started, because obviously they're about 12 hours ahead of us or something like that. So they'd already started with this. Yeah, so the protest is gathering momentum all around the world. And it's also going into Africa as well, because there's a, a, a guy in Uganda, Sam James Ward, who has a podcast called Climate Change Unfolding. He is also part of a group there who is raising awareness and they'll be doing some protests this week as well raising awareness about climate change what's going to stop it is the media going to focus on it i'm going to discuss that a little bit in today's episode hello and welcome to the punk living journal the raw and no frills podcast which is raising awareness about living in a more peaceable unifying nurturing and cooperative way so that we can change our environment to ensure that we have an environment to move into in our future. Yes, I'm Jerry Sadler, your host. Welcome once again. It's a real pleasure to be with you this morning. So I'm doing this on a Friday morning. And as I said, I've just passed a huge group who are part of the global climate uh, strike. Lots of school kids there of different ages. I think mainly teens, so probably around Greta Thunberg's age, 14, 15, 16, around that. But also adults as well. So it's not just all kids, but mostly it's kids. 
and they're playing, you know, they're doing their part to raise awareness about their future. I mean, we are talking about their future when it comes to climate change. And yes, I know I say that climate change itself can't be stopped because it's a natural cycle. But I've also said that the man-made climate change, which we are affecting, we are contributing to, can be at the very least slowed down. And that will give us breathing space to find ways where we can survive the natural climate change, the natural sixth mass extinction as it's called, which is almost upon us. Some are now saying it's going to be a matter of decades, maybe 10, 20 years when that might hit. And you might be saying, well, wait a minute, you know, these guys are talking about climate change and so on, and you're saying it can't be stopped, so why bother? Well, because the natural climate change has been going on for millennia. The Earth has been gradually heating up over millennia and building up to a certain point. And there's certainly scientific evidence to this. You know, it's pointed to this all the time. The seas have been gradually, gradually getting warmer. And yes, in the last couple of hundred years, we have played our part with that, with the Industrial Revolution and all, all the, the CO2 that we've been pumping out. And now, as we've seen in, in the Amazon with, with the, the uh, destroying of all huge swathes of the Amazon rainforest, the lungs of our earth being destroyed by fire, deliberate or otherwise. Yeah, and things like that. In the Indonesia, you've got wildfires. In the Arctic, you've got wildfires. <coughs> Excuse me, and that's down to climatic change. It's down to the freak weather conditions in a lot of cases. And that has been going on for millennia. We have got, under our deep oceans, I think it's in the Atlantic, I may be wrong, it could well be the Pacific, but we have got underground volcanoes that have been pumping out methane gas into the water for thousands perhaps millions of years and they haven't had a huge amount of effect not noticeable not recorded anyway doesn't mean to say they haven't had any effect because it could well have been that they've warmed up the waters gradually over time and this is leading to then that climatic change I'm talking about the natural climate change where you know the seas obviously are a major source of our weather when that, the seas heat up, I mean, that warm sort of water and that, the, 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 uh, the air rises and cools and so on, comes down as rain, snow, creates low and high pressure systems. You know, and, and we have the different currents in the air as well as in, in the oceans. So it all plays a major part of the climate change that we have. So I'm saying the natural climate change, we're not going to be able to stop not straight away or you know maybe not even slow it down like i've mentioned before it'd be like trying to stop a runaway train we are perhaps doing too little too late in that regard however it doesn't mean to say that we can't put an end or at least at the very least slow right down the man-made climate change the things that we've caused with all the fossil fuel and uh, uh, consumption all the mining the fracking, fracking and so on for oil and that's creating all kinds of different issues from earthquakes to, to landslides and things like this. Yeah, and other ways that we're expending a lot of energy 
I mean, there's, I read somewhere, did I read it? No, I was, it was on a BBC News report. Here in the UK, there's something like 24 million gas boilers. The boilers, the combi boilers that you have in your homes to heat your water. They are emitting more CO2 than the whole of aviation. So think about that one. You may be an activist yourself, you might have a combi boiler in your house. Think about that. Should we then go, we go back to wood burning stoves or open fires? In some ways I would say yes, you know, especially if it's wood burning and it's especially treated wood or whatever, so it's not emitting any dangerous chemicals into our atmosphere. Go back to that if we want to heat our homes. There may be other energy sources as yet undiscovered or as yet undeveloped which we can use. Solar power heats up water, you know, for example. So yeah, we could use electricity. I mean, the building I live in is an old building, doesn't have gas, so we use immersion heaters. That's them dirty great big boilers filled with water and you stick it on, switch it on for an hour or whatever and it, it heats up the water and you can use that for a few hours throughout your day. Uh, but obviously if you're using baths and showers, that, that hot water is going to deplete very quickly and obviously the more you use that boiler, the more it's going to cost you. So that's probably not so energy efficient in that way. But it's an idea. There are other ways of heating up water, heating up our homes, without having to use fossil fuels, without having to use gas, without having to use oil, and things like that. There are much more eco-friendly ways of doing it. So that's one way that we could cut down on things. Another way that we could cut down on things is obviously decreasing our use of plastic. And as I said before, we can't get rid of plastic completely because it's so useful. It's used in all areas of manufacture or manufacturing and not all of it's bad. It's mainly the ones that we use as consumers as causing most of the issues, whether that's in the rivers, the seas, the oceans or whatever, because we are a throwaway society. We have a society of litter bugs nowadays who just chuck things everywhere. And yes, the manufacturers have their part to play, uh, the food manufacturers at least, with the, the, the containers that they use, you know, uh, the, 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 you, know, you get the cartons of milk and, and things like that, and they've got two or three, four, five layers of different kinds of materials in there, including plastic, including metal and so on, which are impossible to recycle. So recycling is key where we can not have this single-use plastic, but plastic that we can use time and time again. You know, whether it's within the home or we put it into a recycling plant where it gets turned into something else. That is a more ideal solution. With other areas as well, obviously with, with uh, the, the, the vehicles that we use, a lot of them are still petrol and diesel and, they, you know, and some are even gas and they, they emit huge amounts of CO2 and, and other dangerous chemicals into the air causing lots of respiratory issues as well as you're polluting the atmosphere, creating smog and things like that. I mean, see places like in China, in Beijing, in Shanghai, and places like that where there's hundreds of thousands of vehicles driving around, spewing out all this rubbish into the air and causing lots of lots of lung issues in Japan as well. But places like that are starting to try and clean up, and that's the good point. That's the positive side of it. They realise themselves the harm that they're doing to their own health, their own health, 
and obviously it has a knock-on effect financially because of the hospitals and so on yeah and the treatments needed are very expensive it would appear so yeah electric cars are coming in hybrids are in as well for the longer journeys and that, that is a good step forward but not quite there yet we need more infrastructure for the electric vehicles we need those vehicles to be uh, better equipped but with better batteries and so on which will go further than the 300 miles whatever it is at the moment which is kind of a limit but then you've got to think about yeah well who's got to manufacture those how are we going to manufacture those those batteries those cars the manufacturing processes they use a lot of fuel and a lot of energy as well now so how are we going to get around that are we going to go back to the steampunk age <laughs> yeah. and, and just have cog wheels and, and run generators on steam and things that might not be a bad idea but there, there is more energy efficient ways of doing that i know they are being researched and being developed as we speak you know as we live now i mean there's new ideas coming out technology and so on to help improve there's a huge drive for that in many countries around the world but there are also those countries who are not doing their bit or not doing it as well as they could be doing i mean america as far as i'm concerned do very little towards you know improving the, the co2 the carbon footprint when you get guys like donald trump uh president what's his name bonasario was it in brazil even boris johnson uh and others like them they are not climate friendly they may take up the bandwagon as part of their political kind of ideal or whatever just to further their political means but they're not true climate change people in that sense they don't care really what happens all they're worried about is their agendas their political careers and things like that so when you've got people like that in power you're going to get a resistance to climate change the climate change movements like Greta Thunberg has uh, inspired like the global uh, strike for, for climate like the uh, extinction rebellion and such like movements all around the world you're going to get resistance from the governments about that and we've already seen things like that oh these kids should be back in school they shouldn't be on strike blah 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 and what a lot of twaddle that is you know I even saw one one quote from someone says oh it's just going to be like when the kids went on strike in the middle ages and they got ended up being sold into slavery oh great so that's the future you have for your children for your grandchildren is it you know we need to take action there's no doubt about it and there is going to be resistance towards that action because you're going to get the huge corporations who thrive on fossil fuels who thrive on oil who thrive on coal steel industries and all these other manufacturing giants who thrive and you're talking about maybe one or two in each country who have the monopoly they are pulling the strings behind the scenes of every single government that gets in power because money does talk in that respect and if they support a certain candidate and get them into a position of power that candidate is not going to turn his back on them is he or her is, is she so it is going to happen it is 
gonna have or create a lot of resistance. And what these guys are doing today and starting throughout all this coming week is very brave. And I believe it will have an impact, but how much of it is going to be dampened? I mean, Sam James Ward in his podcast, The Climate Change Unfolding, he talks about how the possibility is that something will be created to take the attention away from what these guys are doing. So that the media lose interest and focus on this other item, whether that's a war or whether that's a political situation or whether that's something else, an economic situation or something like that, a disaster of some kind. We'll have to wait and see what happens in the next week to see whether the media will indeed continue to focus where they should be focusing and that's on what the UN are talking about in this coming week and what those who are protesting, who are creating the movements, who are going out there on the streets are saying and listen to the kids who they're the ones who are going to be around in the future. You know, are they going to be doing that or will they be distracted by something else which has been created by the scenes by those who pull the strings. That's what Sam says in his podcast and that's something I can very well foresee happening because it has happened before. That's why you suddenly get a tailing off. For example, with the Amazon rainforest, you had a couple of days of of, uh, glorious media coverage and all of a sudden they just tail off. You get nothing now. Yeah, because the media being distracted by something else. Maybe Trump's made a gaffe or Boris has made a gaffe or, you know, Putin decided to invade Ukraine again or something. You know, think, things like that. Because that's the way these guys work. And on that, and here's uh, something that Sam said in his podcast. I haven't verified it. I don't know if it's true. It may well be fake news. He may have got it from somewhere else. But apparently... Allegedly, Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State of the American government, United States government, has cut a deal with President Bonasario of Brazil, if that's Bonasario, whatever, to, now wait for it, after all that's happened in the, in the rainforest, all the burning and things like that, cut a deal to commercialise the Amazon rainforest so that they can legally go in and cut down huge swathes of the Amazon rainforest for their own profit. Now there's a thing. What effect is that going to have? Apart from the fact that it's absolutely disgusting if that is true. Like I said, I haven't verified it. I don't know if it's 100% true or not, but in all honesty, I would not be a bit surprised. I would not be a bit surprised. The way the Trump government operates, that would be well in line with their policies. And they are, I know Trump and this President Bonnie, what's his face, are in cahoots with each other. You know, they support each other. But we need to stop things like that. We need to find out about things like that and put an end to it. Now, if it's true, if it's been verified, let's put a stop to it. Because that has to be illegal, surely. Surely the UN can step in and do something about that. Or are they going to be, as always, a toothless tiger? Lots of roars and no bite. No claws. 
that the way they're going to be. And that's one of Greta's main bugbears. And I don't blame it because it's one of my main bugbears as well. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk about having more talks and about having more talks and agreeing to have more talks, but very little action. And we need action from those in power, as well as those like us, who can kind of influence those in power to take action as well. Because after all, guys, we vote them in. And if we vote them in, we can vote them out again as well. That's the democratic way. So we have a democratic right, as Greta also said, and I'm just paraphrasing, that we should use that democratic right to make sure that our voices are heard and that the ones in power cannot any longer ignore the message that we are putting across. So, that's my view for now. Climate change, as I said, is happening. There's a lot of action going on at the moment in the form of protests. They've got the talks going on all this week until the 27th of September with the UN in New York. And for now, I'm going to finish and then I'm going to join the protest outside the park where I am recording this. So I'll see you later, guys. Yeah, so I'm standing outside Rugby Town Hall and outside Caldecott Park. And we've got a lovely little protest going on for the global strike for climate. That's right. Okay, would you like to perhaps tell me why and what it is you try to achieve? Well, we're not the organisers of this strike, so what we're personally trying to achieve is to raise awareness about the climate problems that are occurring all around the world at the moment. We're living through the sixth mass extinction event in the planet's history. Um, there's loss of biodiversity, there's global heating. We desperately, desperately need to try and limit global heating to 1.5 degrees this century. And there is a time frame for doing that of around about 11 years left by which point we absolutely have to have achieved net carbon zero. So the emissions that we're generating must be being taken out of the atmosphere by that point. Okay, that's brilliant. What do you say to, to those who say, well, climate change itself can't be stopped, but perhaps man-made climate change can be? I say that if we don't try, then what do we say to future generations? What do I tell my nine-year-old daughter if we do not make an effort to reverse the situation, which is going to lead to real problems in her generation and certainly in the generation to come and those after. Like to add anything to that? Um, really just that today's about the young people and you know sort of yeah. us supporting those as adults really just being yeah. allies to, to what they're doing um, they've organised it it's just been great to kind of come and give our support. Oh, brilliant well thank you very much guys. Intergenerational. So <laughs> here we go so what is your aim today? It's to raise awareness about climate change and the government's inaction, not just here, but globally, in action for it. They promise that, oh yes, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, but then they literally just pay lip service. It's reminding them that they're not going to be allowed to pay lip service, that they've got to do something if we're going to have a planet to last for generations. And that's exactly what Greta told the Congress, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's have less talk and more action. Yeah. What's, what's your feeling about it? Um, I just think that um, the, everyone needs to do more. So I think it's good that there's loads of people, well there was definitely earlier, loads of people out here today like showing that we're not just going to go away just because you've said you're going to do something, like actually do something before. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, seen, I've seen little videos like, oh, they should be back in school. Should be all. I think that's very, very insulting yeah, myself. Absolutely. <laughs> they should be pleased that young people are taking an interest in politics. Because for so long, people are complaining about, oh, young people, they're so apathetic, they're not interested in anything, you know, they're not voting, they're not doing anything. And this is a chance now for, for young people to get harnessed into taking action. So they should be pleased and proud of their youth. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, most of them, I think, were middle aged men anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they come from a different generation. Yeah, so, so, do you think it's been a success so far? I think it has. I think it's loads of people have come. I think there have been loads of younger people as well coming, yeah. which is really good because it's hard when you're like that age because you want to do something, but then you don't really know how to do it. And then you do have people tell you like, oh, you're too young to care about these issues, but then these issues are going to affect you and you're kind of stuck that's between it, like not being yeah. able to do anything yeah, but really it. caring. Yeah. So I think it's good yeah. to see so many people out. And It's also yeah. nice yeah. to be some part of something bigger globally. Because yeah. yes. I was saying to some other people here that um, my other daughter, she's in Munich at the moment. She's on a protest march in Munich. Yeah. So it's really lovely yeah. that we're yeah. all marching and protesting for exactly the same thing all over the world. And that's what's so empowering about it all. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I saw uh, on Twitter this morning uh, protests in Sydney, Australia and yeah. Vanuatu. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, just, well, I've just recorded a podcast as well so I'll add this on to it mm -hmm. uh, about a guy in Uganda yeah. you know, who's organising protests over there yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 so. Globally, and that's what's so fantastic We've got about to do it. something. It's all our planet. Yes. We're all responsible yes, for all it. All over like one country can't just say, "Oh, it's not for me. I don't yeah. want to do anything," because our actions here are affecting people that we've never met across the world because yeah. of climate change. That's it. So it's that's important it. we all do something. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. <laughs> so, how do you feel about what's happening today? Has it been a success? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I've been really surprised how many people have been here. It's really good to see, and um, what's most impressive is the number of students that have come out. Um, what was really disappointing was that the local schools have all told their students not to come out, but what's been heartening has been to see, like, literally maybe 100 students all come along um, despite that, so that's great to see. Um, but I'd like to be asking the local schools why they're not encouraging students to come out, because... They teach them all about climate change, and then on the other hand, they're telling them not to come out. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it makes you wonder what they are teaching them about climate change, doesn't it? Yeah, well, the curriculum is that climate change is happening, and, and they know it is, and then on the other hand, they're being told not to, which is uh, it's completely contradictory. Anyway. Well, there is a line of thought that you've got natural climate change, which can't be stopped because it's been going on like for millennia, but then we have the man-made climate change, which we've been very much involved in over the last couple of hundred years. That at least could be slowed down to give us perhaps a bit of breathing space to find a solution or find a way to survive it. Yeah, so I work for Practical Action and we're an NGO based in rugby. Um, but we've got uh, colleagues all around the world who see what climate change is causing every day. And it's like ruining families, uh, destroying homes, destroying villages. Last, well, two weeks ago I was in Darfur in Sudan. And I was talking to people who had been basically chased out of their villages by civil war about eight years ago. They'd come back, uh, started farming again, but now they're going to be forced to leave for good because of climate change. And what is clear to me and all the staff that work for Practical Action is that it's actually happened. Climate change has already happened. Uh, Practical Action is about getting solutions to help people adapt. Uh, we've got those solutions, but now we need people to invest in, in those solutions. We need to... Uh, then we can't do everything ourselves, so we need people to help us scale it up and see what can be done on the ground. And it's just one strand. I mean, the, 
the protests to stop people you know making climate change worse and making man-made change worse is absolutely necessary um, but we offer that other perspective as well that the news isn't necessarily all bad there is a way we can do this but we have to act now and it's really important that we do yeah because we haven't got a lot of time left have we so it's maybe maybe a decade couple of decades maybe three maximum no well it's happening now it is literally happening i've been all around the world and i've seen it with my own eyes people are people are being forced out of their homes people are being forced to break up their families because they can't support them in in the, the place where they've always lived so the dad is having to leave and then send money back and it just breaks up families destroys people and it's absolutely vital that people see that and actually understand that we need to be doing stuff now all right well thank you very much guys appreciate it okay thank you okay so i'm now with liz who has uh, organized today's protest here in rugby and uh, just like a maybe to ask a question that how's it all come about for you so for me as a local mum there wasn't so a couple of months ago may time there wasn't much happening within rugby as part of all the global um demonstrations so i organized one in rugby and there were 30 of us um and then we had one in june june and july um not very climate friendly no Yeah, so May, May had about 30, June, July was slightly less than that, but still double figures, and then nothing really in August. And then obviously this is part of the World Ride, the global climate demonstration, so it was just a natural follow-on um, to kind of organise this one, if you like, which is organising is the loosest term, in terms of creating yeah. an event on Facebook, yeah. and it, it kind of does itself, really. Um, and in between that time, Rugby XR's come sort of been born, yeah. um, and although this isn't a rugby XR event as such it's an anybody event an anybody with a conscience type event um, obviously yeah it's a fantastic turnout today I think someone's counted about 150 people so yeah. it's absolutely yeah. fantastic I did notice well, I came earlier on so I record my podcast in the park you see so I do a walk and talk so when I came through earlier on there had to be about 100 150 yeah. people here it's absolutely fantastic yeah I mean I came down with the children we, you know two young children you don't necessarily get anywhere for the time you're meant to be but I, we, as we walked down the path by the town hall to get to here I, yeah I got goosebumps by the time I could see the people and hear the people just got goosebumps for that amount of people caring if you like and certainly the younger you know your school age children they've made a real it's a, yeah it makes such a difference having them here yeah, kind of yeah. just adds adds their voice to ours really so yeah, yeah. I've just been speaking to a guy over there who says some of the schools around here were forbidding the children from coming out to take part what do you think about that yeah I think it's a real shame um it's such a so much bigger than just an individual school policy mm. and of course it's it's likely to put some some of the young people off however it obviously hasn't put a lot of them off because some of them are still here today and i think strength in numbers yeah. is a big thing so yeah. if if they're all going to have a consequence of being here then that's 40 children from a certain school that are all going to have a consequence if the school then decide to to follow it through so yeah. um but there's you know there's letters on the you strike for climate page they've done template letters for parents to write to the schools to yeah. Um, you know, encourage the school to support the child. Um, obviously, it's up to individuals. We've we've created the event. It needs to be on a Friday for the impact. Obviously, um, yeah. If the, if the people want to support it, then they can. They know we're here. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a shame that the schools don't necessarily feel they. Are, I understand why they can't promote it as such, but yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. 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 So, what's next then after today? Well, obviously, XR have got a big thing coming up in London in a couple of weeks. Um, I would envisage it. We'll have things going on during that time within rugby to kind of support that 
as for another date of a demonstration I haven't quite got that far ahead <laughs> in my diary yet but I mean I know that some places are having something next Friday on the 27th because yeah. it the whole week is kind of a big focus yeah. to coincide with New York and the, New York the Greek climate summit so um, yeah we shall talks. see yeah I mean, sometimes though, things that are a bit less frequent but bigger have just as much impact. So it, we may not be standing here next Friday, but I'm sure we'll be here next month. All right, Liz, thank you very much for that. Thank Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, okay, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Thank you. No, no problem. <laughs> okay, right. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Okay.